Welcome to the Lowdown. How are you today? It's Alan Mitchell. Today's show, Canucks are loading up. Some Oilers fans are wondering if Ken Holland is sleeping. Uh, did he sleep last year? Ekholm? Bukestad? It's, it's the Edmonton Oilers you're worried about. Canucks made a great deal for themselves. I think the Flames did too. The Edmonton Oilers have some more track, and they've won enough games that they can afford to figure out how Corey Perry, how Dylan Holloway, how Calvin Pickard, how they all fit in. And what do they need for a a defenseman? If they do, do they need a number seven guy or to aim higher? We'll find out, and we'll talk about it today. You can reach us, sports1440.ca, iHeartRadio, Radio Player Canada, Apple and Spotify podcasts. Text or call us at 1-833-401-1440. On Twitter, at Low Tide, and at Donovan Paulson, who joins us now. Uh... Donovan, how many Twitter followers do you have now? Oh, boy. I think I'm at uh, 77 the last I checked. Okay. Last time we worked together, you were at 23? I was at 24 or 25 before the show, I believe. And then after the show, I worked my way up a little bit. I uh, I think I quadrupled. Do you think we could get you to 100 today? Uh, I, I, I believe so. Yeah. I think we can make a strong push. Yeah. So in, in the strongest possible voice you own, tell us exactly what your Twitter handle is. Donovan Paulson. So D O N O V A N P A U L S O N. Okay. That's well done. And let's get him to a hundred because that's, that's like the lowest bar and then we'll get him to a thousand. And then a year from now, he'll be one of the people taking over this show. As I drive off into the sunset with one signal light working, but on all the time. Okay, lots to talk about today. Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. The Discover event is on right now, and they're blowing out remaining 2023 GMCs. Discounts up to $8,000 plus 0% financing. Visit wolfgmcbuick.com. Our guest today, Bag Milk from Oilers Nation, Soren Petro, host of the program, Sports Radio 810, WHB. We'll talk Kansas City Chiefs. And then Brendan Batchelor will talk about the Vancouver Canucks today and the big deal. I mean, everyone wants to talk about it. I get it. I understand it. Everybody's mad that the Oilers didn't do nothing. But I... I, I just I just have to come to the defense of the Edmonton Oilers here. It doesn't it doesn't give me any you know joy to do this, but the Edmonton Oilers are on their own timeline. They have sixteen wins in a row. They won all of January. They don't have to react. Vancouver made a really good deal for Vancouver. These things take time. We're going to talk about it in a second. I don't think the Oilers had the horses to make this deal. Lindholm would have been a nice acquisition for the Oilers. I don't think they had the the things that could get it done. We'll talk about it in two shakes. By the way, uh, Brendan Batchelor's at 120, 12.20 for Soren Petro, and we'll have uh, Bag Milk at 1 o'clock if you're playing along at home. Okay. So the big trade is the story. And I say the Oilers don't have the pieces, and we'll go through it. I think the deal to be somewhat equal would be Evander Kane because you have to send money away. And remember, he has a no-movement clause and one more year than Kuzmenko does. So it's not as attractive to Calgary, probably. Kane also has a no-movement, so he can refuse it. Then you would trade Bo Akey as the top prospect. He's not the equal of the fellow that Calgary got from Vancouver. I thought he was a better player at the draft, but... This, this has been a real uh, impact season 
for the young man who is heading to the Calgary Flames. The first round pick oh, is probably a little better and the lesser prospect we can talk about. That's not the big part of the deal. Aki is not the equal of the Calgary defenseman. Kane is better than Kosmenko, but he's got a no movement. And why would he go there? He's looking to win a Stanley Cup. I don't think this deal would have worked for the Oilers. I do think it works very well for Calgary. Greg Conroy did very well. I think Vancouver did as well. The problem Vancouver is going to have is, well, there's two. Number one, there's no doubt in my mind that Lindholm and Pedersen will play together and they will be successful. They're brilliant players. But now you've got to sign them both. And that is going to require a little bit of juggling. They got a little bit of a break. Uh, this year on the cap, and then they got a big one because the Cosmenko contract's off the books. Like Vancouver did well and did Cal- as did Calgary. <clears throat> the Oilers will have their day. Ken Holland did it a year ago. He made his trade. But I want you to remember something. Deadline trades do not equal the Stanley Cup. And Vancouver is a team that a year ago was dead in the water. And they made this trade because... Things are looking good. They're signing everybody in the front office. Things are looking good. They're running hot with their save percentages from Demko, with their shooting percentage from everybody. And that defense is, I mean, it's sticking together. It's scotch tape, barbed wire, and binder twine, but it's working. They may or may not have their midnight. I think they will. This was a really good trade for Vancouver. I don't think the Edmonton Oilers could have blocked it, and I think they will probably address center, right-handed center, but not at this level because they don't have the horses. Do you have an opinion on this, Donovan? I do have an opinion on this. Um, I'll be honest. I I think Calgary won this trade. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a pretty fair trade for both sides, though. But if if Lindholm can get extended in Vancouver, I I think Vancouver has maybe a little bit more of of a chance to win this trade. But the, the defenseman, he leads all OHL defensemen in scoring. So naturally, this this kid's a really good prospect. You get the first-round pick. Do you, can you pronounce his name? Uh, I've tried in the sports updates. I have no <laughs> idea if it's right, but I believe it's Bruzewich, Okay, I, I, I think. I, I, you, your guess is as good as mine. I didn't try it because I, I almost lost my life on the Victor Faust uh, fast turn. I wasn't going there with this young man. But he's a good player. Good player, good yeah. player, very good player. Yeah, I, I I like the deal for both teams, and you sometimes you just got to give the other man his due. This is some good work by Craig Conroy. He's untested, but I think he did pretty well here. Um, as far as the Edmonton Oilers, there's news today. Stuart Skinner, second star of the month. I I will tell you in all honesty that Stuart Skinner is a guy who's not getting enough respect, but that's okay. He's going to earn it. He's not a famous player. He wasn't a first-round pick. He wasn't a top-ten pick. But if you... Bill James, the great baseball writer, used to have a, 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 he'd call it a black ink test. And the number of things that you led the league in, like triples, doubles, you know, wins, strikeouts, would contribute to Hall of Fame credentials. And if you think about Stuart Skinner and what he's done that, that, that gets, you know, the black ink, the bold face ink, it's finalist in the Calder Trophy voting. Uh, it's player of the month second star of the month for January. He's not getting full bore yet because he's not famous yet, but he's building a resume that is very strong. And there are Edmonton Oilers fans who want, maybe not now, but wanted not long ago for the Oilers to go out and get a number one. Stuart Skinner is a star, and that brings me to mid-season report cards. I'm not going to write about it, 
but I wanted to talk about it today. It's 12.07, and we're about 13 minutes away from talking Chiefs with Soren Petro, host of the program, Sports Radio, the program, Sports Radio 810 WHAB. We'll talk Kansas City Chiefs. So I give Skinner an A, but I give pretty much everybody who's a foundation piece on this team. We count foundation pieces as the starting goalie, the top four defensemen, the top two lines, and the third line center. So for for our purposes, that's Stuart Skinner, I give him an A. Bouchard, Ekholm, both A's. Nurse, I give an A. And CeCe, I would give a B, maybe a B-. minus. Nothing wrong with his play. He's just the weakest link in the top four. And then among the top two lines, McDavid, A+, Hyman, A+, Nuge, A, Leon, A, A. I give Warren Fogle an A. Absolutely an A. He has played extremely well. Kane, I probably would give him a B minus, we'll say. So it's CeCe and Kane in the foundation pieces. I would give McLeod an A. Didn't start an A, but it's an A now the way Skinner was an A. Gee, is this ever a Canadian radio station? A. So there are lots of A's. And then when you go down the list of players who aren't on there, I think Vincent DeHarnay gets an A. Right? I think so. I don't think you can give one to Yanmark or Ryan, but they have played well. I think Gagne gets an A. Right? So, and Holloway and Pickard and those cats, Perry, they didn't play enough, but they look really good. This Edmonton Oilers team has a lot of strengths. The weaknesses that people keep talking about are things that, that I, even if you change them out, you have no guarantee that they're going to get better. Cody Cece is a, a reasonably priced second-pairing right defenseman who's playing well. And if you replace him with, say, Tanev, and it doesn't work, then you're exposed. Kane is a player who scores goals, has not been healthy, and when he plays away from Connor Brown, he's around 50% in goal share at 5-on-5. So let's review. The Canucks needed to make a move. They made it. They've been missing a a center of that quality since Horvat left. And now they, I mean, they're good to go. They're, They're running hot. They can play him center or right wing. I think he'll play with Pedersen. We'll see. The Edmonton Oilers will make a deal. They don't have to make a deal because Vancouver did. In fact, I think that's the wrong reason. Because the pool of talent that will be available nearer the deadline is is going to be larger. Why? Well, I mean, there are teams right now who think they're contending, and maybe they're not. So let's review. The Edmonton Oilers are still in control of their hockey club, and that is a major, major positive. They did not get Lindholm. I don't think they would have been in the range. I just don't think they had the horses to make the deal. They've got cap issues. The guys that they have making five mil are either, you know, Kane and Nuge, who they're not going to trade, or Jack Campbell, who they would have to add more first-round picks to. They would have to gut their future in order to do that. You know, they're going to make a deal at the trade deadline next year, right? We all know this. So that first-round pick in 2025 has value. If you're upset that the Edmonton Oilers didn't make a move yesterday, I would encourage you to think about what the pool of talent will be closer to the deadline when teams like Pittsburgh and others are no longer in it. Jay Gensel's still out there. That may be the guy. We, we don't know. Maybe it's Tyler Toffoli. Don't know. I don't think it's Tanev. I don't think there's a big-time defenseman coming here. I just don't. The prices are going to be so high 
so high. I mean, <laughs> I didn't mean to make it sound like I'm actually high right now, but they're going to be very high. I watched the Bakersfield Condors game last night, and I was wildly encouraged. Uh, hat tip, salute, whatever you prefer, to Colin Chalk, head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. He ran Xavier Borgo with Lane Peterson and Rick Cajula. And Borgo, the top prospect in the system, did not score, but he had many chances. Three shots on goal, lots of chances, lots of good plays, lots of good happening. Be wildly encouraged, Oiler fans, because in, on the farm right now, they are making a real effort to unlock Borgo, and that is the key. Matvey Petrov scored a really nice goal last night. Carter Savoy has been scoring recently. They've got to get Borgo. He is the, the, the highest pedigree forward they have down there. And ideally, you'd want to do it before the trade deadline because maybe he has value and maybe you move him. They've just got too many forwards trying to make a, a, have an impact. Remember when Magnus Pajarvi got kind of shut out and Linus Omar too in year two of his NHL career because Ryan Nugent Hopkins came in and Tom Rennie, the coach at the time, even admitted. He said, man, we just don't have the room to play the guy. I'm losing him. I'm losing him, man. And that's what happened. Same thing down there. There's Tyler Tulio. There's Borgo, there's Savoy, there's Lavoie. Everybody's got a different ending name, but they all spell the same. And they, they are trying to make their mark. And Petrov did last night a really nice goal. Really nice goal. And don't forget about Jaden Grube, who's playing a little different style and will be uh, vying for a different roster spot when he arrives in the National Hockey League. But he's legit. few defensemen, too. Philip Broberg, like dynamite down there. Uh, you cannot tell me. Uh, I believe, I will say this now, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I believe that if the Edmonton Otters get Jay Gensel, one of the key pieces will be Philip Roper. I, I, I'm, I'm, Kyle Dubas knows what he's doing. And Philip Broberg is playing lights out on the farm. I'm loving our show today. We're going to talk about, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, and we're going to talk about Mahomes and defense and Kelsey, but I will not be the one to bring up the fan base and any member of the fan base today because I know that sends some people around. I don't care. I think it's great that she tears for her guy. You know, isn't that what you're supposed to do? You love somebody, you're, you're on side with them. You're cheering for them. You're, you're in, the, in the special seats and you're, you're swaying and singing with the, the mom and it's all good. Apparently not for everybody. So we will avoid that and just talk about the Chiefs and the football game of the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. That's coming up. Well, maybe we'll, maybe I'm lying. Maybe we will talk about it. Soren Petro, host of the program on Sports 810 Radio WHAB. We'll talk the Kansas City Chiefs in about five minutes from right now. We also have Bagged Milk in hour number two. And Brendan Batchelor, play-by-play voice of the Vancouver Canucks on Sportsnet 650. He will talk to us today and maybe give us an idea about where... He thinks Lindholm's going to play. And perhaps even more important, maybe he'll allow us the opportunity to have his version of the pronunciation of the young defenseman who is going to Calgary. Because we are not going to try it without like a net and some kind of protection, you know, legally from lawyers, right? Because I'm not, I'm not getting there because if I start out, I might go anywhere. I've been really scared on the sports updates because you never know where this kid's going to end up too, right? 
I'm going to tell you a real quick story. Yeah. Years and years ago, I was the guy who I didn't. I wasn't the sports director, but I was the guy who handled all the sports cast, whoever did them, right? And we had a guy who did it on Saturday and Sunday mornings named Ed. Ed was a newsman. Ed didn't know anything about sports. He was a gardener. Nothing wrong with being a gardener, but when you're reading sports, being a gardener doesn't make any sense. So he was mispronouncing the Montreal Expos had a young first baseman named Andres Galarraga. Sorry about that. I have to take a drink. So the Montreal Expos have a first baseman named Andres Galarraga. And Galarraga, he mispronounces his name. He calls him Galapagos. <laughs> so I call him on the private line. He says, I'm sorry. The next time he calls him Galapagos. That's a good and one. then he won't answer the private line. Ed was telling me to go to hell. It happens in life. All right. Busy show. Fun show. Our friend Declan is on assignment today, by the way, if you're curious. Your comments are welcome. And on the way, we're going to talk Kansas City Chiefs with Soren Petro, host of the program of Sports Radio 810 WHAB. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Driven by Wolf GMC Buick. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. Oh, that gets you going, right? That's a good song. Well done. Does it ever get you going? Yeah. I love that song. Very good choice. Do we have Soren? We do not have Soren. Okay. Um, hopefully he calls back here, but uh, straight to voicemail. So. Okay, well, that's fine. I mean, getting ready for the Super Bowl. And we've got lots of texts coming in. But I, I will tell you, the week leading up to Super Bowl for media, uh, you know, there's the media row thing, and then you're doing your, you know, you're shooting your show back to whatever city you're in. And then there's the post-show partying that goes on. And same with the Grey Cup, only with the Grey Cup, it's guys you, like everybody, it's like, a, it's like a caravan. It's like a show that keeps going city to city. Same people every year for the most part. And it's a bit of a blast. I had mentioned about my friend, Ed, who was a really good guy. I liked him not answering the phone after he had said Galapagos and then Galapagos, <clears throat> as in the islands. When he was mispronouncing Andres Galarraga. I don't, don't ask me why he did that. But, and he was an intelligent guy. But he did that, and then he wouldn't answer the phone after <laughs> after he pronounced it right. He was he was trolling me back when people didn't say trolling. He was doing that, and this comes in from Cannon and Otwell. It's like that old bit from WKRP in Cincinnati. Les Nesman mispronounces Chai Chai Rodriguez. Man, Chichi Rodriguez was was a brilliant golfer. But he's probably best known for Les Nesman's mispronunciation on WKRP. I'd love to have Gallagher instead of Brown. There's so many question marks. Gallagher, injury history, length of contract. Even if Montreal ate half, it's still years left. I just don't think you're going to do that if you're the Oilers. You know, you've got contracts, baby. You've got Leon Dreisaitl, you can sign this coming summer, and Evan Bouchard to his next deal. And then you've got McDavid the following summer. And I know the cap's going up, but you do not, you've already signed the world 
to macho for long term. Like, I mean, I don't know if you've looked at Cap Friendly or Puckpedia recently, but these are the guys signed for big money for more than two years, beginning in 2025. Zach Hyman, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Darnell Nurse, and Jack Campbell. And then on top of that, for the, for the next two years, you have Matthias Ekholm, you have Evander Kane, and of course you have McDavid, but, you know, Nobody's talking about that because it's brown. You've got to sign Leon. You've got to sign Bouchard. You've got to sign McDavid. And these other contracts have to keep performing. Like Zach Hyman has four more years at five and a half after this year. He has been brilliant in his Oilers career. He's got to keep going. This is a this is a high wire high wire act. Ken Holland has prepared for the Edmonton Oilers. Don't you worry. This is from Bones. Role play, you are Patrick Alvin. Do you start negotiating with Lindholm's agent right away, or do you wait and see how well he does in Vancouver? Great question. And I'm just going to apply some of the logic I just applied to the Edmonton Oilers to what's happening in Vancouver. They have Elijah Pedersen, who is an RFA at the end of this year. Got to get it done. Have to. Philip Roddick, not so much a worry, but before anything else happens, you want... You want Elias Pettersson to be signed. And then you can worry about other things. Because JT Miller is making $8 million until the cows come home. Quinn Hughes is making seven point eight five for the next two or three years. Thatcher Demko will be 30 or 31 when he comes due. It's a thing. And they still have the OEL contract for miles and miles and miles and miles. Not ideal for Vancouver, but give them credit. Gallagher is useless, fake try hard. Oh, come on. Who the hell signed them to that deal? You know, Gallagher is, is I mean, he's, you know, he did something bad recently, but he he has been a useful player. He has signed for too much for too long. The owner just cannot get those guys anymore. Any chance that's my old radio buddy, Ed Moore, from Honest Ed? No. No. Now you're playing real music. Led Zeppelin from Rod. Well, if we were playing real music, we would play the riff of the blues man that Zepp took it from. But we didn't do that. But it's a great song. Whoever's running the NFL is a brilliant marketer. They brought in Taylor Swift to be a girlfriend to Kelsey. She made the NFL and the Chiefs $330 million since September because all of her Swifties buy things she's involved in. It'll be interesting what team she gets assigned to next. That's pretty cynical. Trucker Al, I don't think that's how it works. True love isn't like, you know, disposable or transferable. Not a chance. Have you seen those two? They're giddy. She changed the lyrics of her song... And, and Kelsey was so excited he didn't even notice. I think it's great. I don't know why people are so mad about love. Do you ever go, have you ever seen a rom-com and enjoyed it in your life? I've seen many rom-coms, okay. believe it or not. So what the hell is the difference? Swift and Kelsey, they, they like, they're in, they, they, there's a mori there. I'll tell you what the difference is. So the difference is Taylor Swift has like a borderline cult following. Uh, the the Swifties they are 
very interesting people. They cry at her concerts. They um, make really weird posts on social media. They're just really obsessive, some of them. I'm not generalizing all of them. Oh, you're just digging a big hole. Go ahead. (laughs) Some of them are very, very interesting people. So I, I can see why some people wouldn't exactly be too enthused about this but at the end of the day it's it's a it's good for the league it's good for both travis and her i would assume uh so it's good for the league it puts more eyes on so number one you said cult following at what point does a cult following become so large it's no longer a cult because her following is like she's more famous in the world at large than pretty much anybody. She is. However, her following is basically, they're, they're basically just a giant cult of people that just follow her. And so, so if she's like the Catholic church of celebrities, yes, but it's still a cult. Yes. Okay. So you are, you are digging so many, do you want to get a backhoe in here and just take out the entire landscape? Uh, I could. I, I think maybe we could arrange that. I, I think that that makes for some entertaining radio. So. Sure, you bet. <laughs> uh, I, I think that here's what I think. I think that people have gotten themselves emotionally involved in what is pretty innocent. Uh, I, I keep reading about, you know, this is some kind of plan or uh, she's got to be stopped, you know, or if they lose the Super Bowl, it's her fault, which is, I mean, I think if you're a football fan or an observer of sports, you can understand how outrageous that is. It makes no sense at all. What She has nothing to do with anything. And he's playing better, Kelsey is. They made the Super Bowl. They didn't look like a Super Bowl team that long, not that long ago. I don't understand why people are so upset about this. I really don't. Negotiate with Lindholm now. His value is down. I, you know, people keep saying that. Somebody said to me, yeah, he scored like two goals. Look, they got a guy and they wanted to perform now. If he does, the price will be a certain amount. But he's not going to negotiate with them if he feels like he can make more money after a successful playoff run. Why would you do that? No. You know, I mean, if if you are... If you are down on your luck but still employed and the boss comes to you and says, well, I'd to sign you a one-year deal, would you do that? No, you want to do it when you're the savior, when you save the entire company on a Friday when nobody notices that the windmills aren't working. I, I, think, I, think, I think Lindholm will have good enough representation to not take any, any discount right now. Albertans seem to have great difficulty with relationships of all manner <laughs> of all manner lately. That's from Honest Ed. And then he asked if you were auditioning for Fox News, which I thought was. <laughs> I read that and laughed. Oh, was that what you were laughing at? Uh, that's exactly what I was laughing at. Man. I am not auditioning for Fox News. I mean, that'd be a very nice payday for me right now. I can't lie. <laughs> but I am not auditioning for Fox News. Personally, I don't really care about Taylor Swift. It's just when you when you see some of the stuff that her fans do on social media, it makes you think, just what are you doing? Why? Just just. But are listen they hurt, to her music. Are they hurting anybody? No, it's it's just yeah. I, I just see some of it and I'm like, 
what what are you doing, people? Just be well, a I normal fan. I think they're having fun, but but your definition of normal fan might be different than somebody else's different uh, that, definition. That is definitely no, true, a hundred percent true. But I think Radley has it here. Radley says the difference is she's a woman. If we had a a bell or a a a, a bong or not a bong, but you get the idea, some loud noise, that would be ideal because I do think there's a little bit of that. You know, Taylor Swift is though she is so famous. Somebody said, you know, she's she's using the NFL to get more publicity. She's the one person on the planet who doesn't need more publicity. The NFL is is benefiting. The Kansas City Chiefs are benefiting because of her. I uh, this story never ever ever fails to to amuse me. Honest to God. Um. Okay, well, now we're getting to politics. I do not want. <laughs> new, De- new Declan is throwing back some grenades today. Oh, oh, my, from West End Robbie. Well, you know, they keep bringing me these these fertile minds. There's nothing I can do about it. <clears throat> it's just, you know, I, I open up the conversation. And I so far, I think there are going to be two large groups of people online who are going to be after your ass i predict you're going to have way more than 100 followers <laughs> maybe that was the strategy i don't know um no i've i like i said before she's fantastic for the nfl she's brought more eyes on it's a good thing she just has some people mm-hmm. are very weird that follow her right but she does have obviously a massive following probably 95% of the the following are normal 5% of them just do some weird things. That, that's all I'm saying. Well, I, I, I mean, I, don't, I really don't know what Swifties do. I'm, I'm not that into it or whatever. Uh, I just find that the, the, the accusations toward Taylor Swift by people who should know better, like she'll be responsible for them losing if they lose in the Super Bowl, is kind of crazy. Um, Keenan here. First off, let's get Donovan to 100. It's just the number of times they pan back to her in the crowd that people get annoyed at. And all the time social media makes uh, unneeded posts. Me personally, I just find it comical how much they post her. Okay, number one, she's not the one who pans the camera onto herself. That's the, the network looking for ratings. Secondly, people are on social media, I mean, to me, that's pretty harmless based on some of the things that I've seen out there. You know, fans are fans. You know, I uh, today I could not believe the number of people online who were Oilers fans saying, "What the hell is Ken Holland doing? Is any a coma out there? There, you know, is he sleeping?" And I'm like, "No, he's not sleeping. He's he's doing what I think we all agree is the right thing, which is keep your powder dry, go to the deadline, find out what you need when the pool of talent increases. When teams like the Pittsburgh Penguins, like Jake Gensel, would be a great target." Tyler Toffoli would be a great target. I think Adam Henrique would be a great target. Not because he's a winger. Or Sean Monaghan. Not because he's a winger. Because you could play him at wing, but you could also play him at center. And that would mean maybe Leon Dreisaitl moves up to the big line. There are advantages with having more centers. And the Otis have a ton of them now. They could have even more of them. But somehow we, we've gotten to the point where the big issue isn't Mm, Ken Holland's got to make the right decision. It's why hasn't he done anything? And this occurs in the less than 24 hours after this trade. 24 seconds is the average screen time Swift gets on TV, so everyone slow down. 
U.S. Sports Station timed it. Yeah, I, I honestly don't really – like, I'm watching the game, but I'm also doing other things, and I think you would have to actively watch for her to notice it. You know, usually they're rambling on about something, and so if you're not, like, paying close attention to the television – and, and I, I assume sometimes they pan to her and they don't talk about her. Maybe I'm wrong. But usually they're talking about, you know, the tight end that they signed and maybe he's going to come into the game and maybe he isn't. It's the minutia of the game that they're discussing. Maybe I'm wrong. I think we throw the word cult around lightly. Well, that was sort of my point to my learned young friend here, that when you, when, you, when you use the word cult, and especially when it's cult and it's like half of the world that you're calling a cult. I just think that's, we ha- cult implies a certain small group of people who may do things like, you know, make paper airplanes in the dark and color them purple. And I don't think that's what Swifties are. I think there's so many of them that at some point in time, cultish activity becomes mainstream and i think swifties are mainstream i did say like five percent are are wild people now but they irritate you they don't irritate me i genuinely don't care i just see it on social media and i'm like what's happening here why do you think five percent of oiler fans are screaming that ken holland is in a coma today and, and sleeping or do you think it's more than that I'll be honest. I've looked at Twitter. I've I've seen some very angry Oilers fans in my time. So mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, there are there are some that are very, you know, uh, they they like to put their opinions out about Ken Holland, and some are very supportive. It's just depends on the person, depends on yeah, that's how true. you view everything, right? Which which way the wind blows in a particular day? You're absolutely right about that. Okay, uh, it's twelve thirty seven. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide. Our friend Declan is on assignment today, and Donovan's doing a great job. Do, you, do we have an update about uh, where we are in terms of your followers? Have you, have you looked at that? Do you know? As uh, currently constructed, we have uh, 80 followers. So. so we need another 20. We need another 20. Let's okay. get some boosting here, people. It's Donovan. Paulson. And D-O-N-O-V-A-N. Yep. P-A-U-L-S-O-N. Yep, exactly. M-O-U-S-E. Okay. All right. On the way, we've got got bag milk from Oilers Nation. It's an old joke. Bag milk from Oilers Nation. Brendan Batchelor talking Canucks at 120 as well. On the way, we're going to talk a little hockey rumors. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown Headbanger Edition. Wow. We're, We're rocking out today like we haven't in some time. It's Alan Mitchell with Donovan Paulson sitting in for our friend Declan, who's on assignment today. Lowdown is brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. Visit wolfgmcbuick.com. So the text line is fire. To the guy who says Holland isn't doing anything, he signed a Hall of Fame champion to a league minimum contract. The team is on a 16-game heater. What more does he need to do? I Right now on my blog, people are arguing over whether Warren Fogle is any good. It, it we, we are, because it is, there was the decade of darkness, and then there was the eons of expectation. Those are the two things that have happened to Oilers fans in the last 30 years. And so there's no filter on anything. A trade is made. Vancouver acquires a guy and pays full bore. And people are like, look at this Holland lollygagging. He's probably sleeping. Maybe he's ordering, you know, extra cheesecake at lunch. And and there's no there's no 
based on what we know about Ken Holland, is he is the most active general manager in the league. He's chatting with everybody all the time. He knows everybody's stuff. He's got information. He's gathering. He's trying to figure out what's going on. He is a computer brain guy in terms of information that goes in. And then they figure out what they want to do. And remember, the last time they did this, Matthias Ekholm became an Edmonton Oilers player, and I think he's helped. So let's review and let's remind ourselves of when the trade deadline is and then work back from there. Vancouver still has a a defense that needs a little help. The Oilers have issues too. We just don't know exactly what they are and how big they are. Lotai, do you think that there was impetus for Calgary to make the Lindholm deal sooner rather than later to the substantial backlash they've received from their fan base on the Dylan Dubé announcement? Maybe. I mean, that they were torched on how it was handled. But I also think you've got Craig Conroy, who's a new general manager, and he's got a lot of guys to trade. There's Hannafin, there's Tanev, there's, there's, there's more exits there than Carter has liver pills. They got to get it done. And I think that probably is a factor as well. You're taking some major heat on here, man. The people are coming at you. I know. I see it. And I'm just, I'm, I'm confused because I've, I've really just said it's good for the game. She just has a weird following sometimes. Some of the people are kind of weird. Not all of them. Like a large majority of them are totally normal people. There's multiple people in the Stingray Studios that are fantastic people that are Taylor Swift fans. Doesn't, like... But some of them are weird. Not at, no one in here is weird. Well, that you know of, uh, unless they, yeah, they might, they might be behind the scenes. But you know what? Like I, I'm very good friends with someone, the uh, other practicum student here in Stingray, mm-hmm. and she's a big Taylor Swift fan. Completely normal though. She is completely, right. completely normal. She is a uh, great person. Awesome. Well, I, I. <laughs> Uh, I'd follow Donovan. All he does is retweet stuff. Maybe get some original thoughts in there. Well, I think you should go online with this this Taylor Swift take. See where that takes you. I bet you get a lot of over 100 followers. <laughs> I'm not going to dabble into that. Um, and I don't even think this is a take here. I think this is just stating facts. Like we, we kind of said the well, same this stuff. Is what, on- th- this is what happens, though. What we think are facts sometimes turn on us. You know, sometimes when we say there's a lot of, you know, there's some strange, it's happened to me. I'll say, you know, uh, I don't think this or whatever. And then it'll come back and say, well, you know, maybe you're old and don't understand. And so that's why we, you know, it's a, it's a learning process for all of us, Donovan, including me. We, uh, we said pretty much the same stuff on, on Fantasy Frenzy, but you know what? Um, if this is if this is the end of my maybe somewhat <laughs> slightly promising radio you, career... You will not end your career. <laughs> you, your, your career will take... All of the people who come on this show as producers end up wealthy, and I just sit here with my tin can and my bus pass, and uh, I head home every day. So don't you worry. Play more Taylor Swift. I don't think we've ever played a Taylor Swift song. You know what? I will do it for the people. Okay. I will Can do it. Can you play... Um, Oh, Cruel Summer? Uh, If it's in the system, which I'd assume it is. Okay. Ken Holland is not sleeping. He's winning from Guard Oil. Well, he is winning. And and like I, I, 
I will tell you, there's many deals I was critical of. I thought the Athanasiu trade was overpay. I thought the Duncan Keith trade was not a smart one because they took on so much money and they should have. The money should have gotten them a pick, like high second, first round, something like that. I was critical of that. That said, the Zach Hyman signing has been the best free agent, big free agent signing in the history of the Oilers. The Matthias Ekholm trade, top, top drawer. Cody Cece has worked out, in my opinion. Uh, the Warren Fogel trade. I was not. I was. I, I kept saying right, right shot defenseman for a winger, not a good deal. Well, Warren Fogel has played well, and he has been a value guy here for the Edmonton Oilers. He was. He kept his powder dry on Stuart Skinner. That's really worked out well. Now he did sign Jack Campbell, but and I've asked this before because it seems like we have the pro Holland and the anti Holland, and they're never the twain shall meet. Back in the olden days. There, there was, there was a ability to say, well, you know what, Ken Holland really has to be given docked some points for the Athanasiu, the Keith, the Jack Campbell acquisitions. But on the other hand, we should give multiple credits for the Ekholm trade, for the Hyman addition, and for you know the fact that he changed coaches at exactly the right time. We don't have that anymore. Now we have people talking past each other, totally past each other. It's like when the Swifties find out what Donovan said, they're not going to try to figure out what he means or how he feels or how they could maybe help him understand what the Swifties are. There's just going to be attack mode. And that's the unfortunate thing about life today because I think a lot of people are missing out because we're very tribal now. And I don't just mean about sports or Taylor Swift fans. I mean... Everybody, all the time, and it's too bad. There's my little speech. Haven't given one in a while, so um, this was supposed to be a segment on pro hockey rumors, but Donovan ruined it. Is that is that your headache medicine coming in because you're taking such a beating? Exactly. That is exactly what that <laughs> is. It's uh, it's non-alcoholic. It's just a Dr Pepper in case. Anyone Are you a Dr Pepper fan? I love Dr Pepper. I have Pepper. two children who, if it, it, I'll, I'll say. Like Saturday, I'll go out and, and, you know, get some groceries. I'll say, what can I get you? Dr. Pepper. Both of them. Love the Dr. Pepper. Good kids. Good kids. I. Uh, Do you know the Dr. Pepper song? I don't know the Dr. Pepper oh, song. Oh, go online and type in 1970s Dr. Pepper commercial. Okay, I'll have to I'm do that a pepper. He's a pepper. You're a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? Drink Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I'll check that it. out in the break. Yeah, it's, it's not quite pop shop, but it's very good. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings have assigned defenseman Brogan Rafferty to the Grand Rapids Griffins of the American Hockey League. He's a famous prospect in Edmonton only because of Harbor's hair, who kept pushing him as being the second coming of Evan Bouchard. And it didn't quite work out, but that's okay. Uh, Calgary Flames are not done. Noah Hannafin. Chris Tanev, probably the next two. Now, I will say this, that I think Lindholm will fetch the most in return, although Hannafin should get a lot. Pittsburgh Penguins have said, well, Kyle Dubas has said, he will not shy away from moving winger Jake Gensel before the March 8th trade deadline if the two sides aren't close to an extension. This is important to the Edmonton Oilers. Why? Because Gensel is one of the guys on their list. I'm absolutely certain of it. You know, as much as Fogel has played well for the Oilers, if Gensel's available and a deal can be made, and I think that, I think Philip Roberg would be a, a player that, that Kyle Dubas would, you know, the, the first round pick would go to, right? 
This would not be a small deal. It would be an expensive deal for the Edmonton Oilers. But Jake Gensel is a guy who you could plug and play on the top six, and that would be a really big update or upgrade. And I, and I like Warren Fogle, but Fogle could go back to the third line with Ryan McLeod and whomever, maybe Corey Perry. I don't know. You know, the one thing about Holloway, McLeod, and Perry is Corey Perry is, has the slow boots. He's got lots of other things that are good, but he's got the slow boots. Those other two cats, McLeod and Holloway, they can fly. And by the way, Holloway did not play last night. My suspicion is they didn't want him to get hurt. The total time on Taylor Swift's last game was 25 seconds. That's it. How long is a football game? Football game is like 1,100 hours. You know, this is why I stopped watching NFL football on Sundays all the time. I'll catch, I'll pop in. But I remember there was a time, this is before we had kids. I would start watching Berman at like 8 o'clock in the morning. And then I would wrap up. Watching Sunday night football, it would have been past 11. And one time I was like, you know, I have spent zero time with my wife, with the dog, with the neighbors. My mom called. And I just thought, I have given all of my life to the NFL today. And I already give a lot of my life to hockey (laughs) and other things. So I cut it out. And I think when you are a certain age, when you are young and you don't, you're not, you don't have responsibilities, people that count on you for like emotional support or maybe just to say hello, maybe it's okay. But the NFL, the Sunday NFLs are a big ask. They really are. Ken trades are about 70% good, 30% bad. Keep up the good work, Ken. Rob from Drayton Valley. My opinion, Brown will be clutching the playoffs. Book it. I'll tell you, he's the kind of player who will come through, much like Mike Pekka did in 2006. He's got to be able to get the hands back, though. That layoff really hurt him. Okay, it's 12.53 on the way, bagged milk from Oilers Nation, and we'll find out what else Donovan thinks is wrong. That's on the way next hour. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440.